0: So what, we watch anime, so what, we play League, we're just having fun, we don't care who sees, so what, we stay in, it don't bother me, living young, pale, and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast episode 182 for January 20th, 2018. Nineteen. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth, and joining me this week we have Andrew Roa Ooh. McFain. You have me. What was the the bloop there? What, what, what was, bloop? There was a bloop. Sounds like that, somebody uh, was unmuting themselves. I unmuted yeah.
1: myself.
0: Oh, wait, now,
1: now it sounded
2: like a, an audio device unplugged itself.
0: Something like that. Yeah. Is are that... you guys
2: hearing my system sounds?
0: Yes. Yes, we definitely <laughs> are. Hold on. So.
2: What happens if I do?
0: Oh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. definitely hearing that. That's uh huh. that's Connor the Cyberpunk monk Besh, who is also joining us this week. We are the most professional podcast.
1: He's becoming what? assimilated into the windows. I mean, I'm not <laughs>
2: against that. Why can you hear my system sounds?
0: Uh probably because your your speakers <clears throat> are I
2: too loud. So you that. haven't coming out of your speakers? No, I'm wearing headphones right now.
0: What the fuck? Um, I don't know, man. I I'm not I'm not sure, but I'm Nathan reince and I'm going to ask, while Connor tries to figure that out, I'm going to ask Aroa where we can find you, and what games you have played this week.
1: I'm on the Twitter, at Aroa. I'm on the Twitch, at Aroa1337. I'm on the Mixer, at Aroa. If it sounds like I have something in my mouth, because I do.
0: So, question. So, question real (laughs) quick, while you swallow. Um... I was going to ask you: Are you actually streaming to Mixer now?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing restreaming from Mixer to D Live and Twitch. Is D Live better now? No.
0: Are you getting any viewers on any of them? Yes. I Because I know I'm not.
1: I'm getting like one. <laughs>
0: One regular, just one person that comes. Uh, in. I know, I,
1: I I know I have somebody named Aubrey on Twitch that shows up pretty much every time I stream, but that's about about it for regular people. But I usually get one or two randos other than other than yeah. Aubrey.
0: Well, I mean, um, I have I have my friend shows up all the time, but yeah, other I, have, than that, I have no I, idea who Aubrey is. I don't
1: even know if they're if they're female or male yeah. or non-binary.
0: Oh yeah. Um, i have i have eight. I'm sorry, yeah whoops I was gonna say I have like I have one person who shows up every every time I'm like you don't have to be here every time, and that's a friend of mine, but then I have a few other people that show up randomly, and then also the cyberpunk monk shows up uh usually Wherever I can. yeah yeah usually every other podcast or uh every other stream or something uh by the way, you can what games have you played sorry
1: um so yeah, you know, I I played play a little bit of WoW yesterday. Uh, that game, that game really needs to just get rid of the first like ninety levels or so of content. Just just start everybody
0: at like level seventy or so. Like is, if if they is did that, that, that... I no. think. So so here's mm-hmm. the problem. Um, when games do that, it it causes an issue because, like, Dayok did it. Oh. Dark Age of Camelot did that. And the the initial levels are there to kind of teach you how to play your class. Oh, I know.
1: Okay. I know. So, So that's the cool part, a little bit at least, is that so if you actually do it the way that they want you to do and you boost a character, they have a special tutorial instance that they drop you in. To show you the basics of how to play your class, uh-huh. so that way if you if you are boosting a character that you've never played before, you at least have some general idea of what you're doing uh-huh. and like the initial quest that starts off like i had I had a boost from where I actually bought wow, uh, which was whenever Legion came out, so that's what I used, so it started me out at Legion and uh the, the initial quest in Legion is so, so much more interesting and fun than the entirety of the starting content in Vanilla WoW. Uh, like, like in Vanilla WoW, it's exactly what I I always think of when I think of just shitty generic MMO. And with, with uh, Legion, like, you're starting out and it's a it's a war going on between basically hell and your your entire like side of the the normal faction war and you're moving along with like 20 other npcs or other players even like it it all just feels much more grandiose while also introducing you to the general mechanics of your character outside of the the controlled environment that was the tutorial instance
0: I see. Like, it, I see.
1: it feels really great, and it's... it sucks that, for the most part, you're stuck instead leveling from level one and taking six years to get up to the point where the content actually has adjusted with the times to be interesting.
0: So, I, I'm always going to be, like, the old-school MMO player that want... I want games that... Kind of just throw you in the world and are like figure it out, because I I find that more fun than just being like here's everything handed to you immediately, and that's and that's why getting to level seventy immediately, kind of
1: irks I, me. I think I think that there's there's a good middle ground there where you can you can give players that initial offering of stuff. But there's also nothing keeping you from just going out and doing whatever the hell you want once you yeah. get through that initial tutorial section so um
0: so like uh Final Fantasy Eleven was very much like that. It was very much here you go there's no tutorials or anything when you started up Final Fantasy Eleven when it first came out, and now when you play it there's there's like an opening tutorial it'll show you how to use like your inventory and stuff, and that's better than. I don't that it is better because it kinda of shows you how to use the game, but it still gives you that freedom to kind of do what you want instead of just being given levels. I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. I mean I'm sure it, the
2: original World of Warcraft design design documents didn't have anyone thinking that people would be playing for God, what's their level cap now? 110? Something uh, like 120.
0: that. Yeah, yeah, they were now
2: double what their original max was.
0: They probably didn't You're probably right.
2: Uh, the yep. the leveling up one two seventy. The reason they offer boosts is because, part shit nowhere near as good as the new content that they've made. Maybe it's about that time they might want to start thinking about their game design, or at least from that perspective of like, how are they going to run a successful game?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, well, let, the, the make, unfortunate it's part it's... of that, though, is that uh, you're you're run by Activision. Yeah. Didn't well, they
2: recently split?
0: No, that uh, was Activision Bungie. and Bungie, oh. yeah, split. Not Blizzard. But
1: yeah, yeah. While while they're run by Activision and they, like that's that's been a thing here lately, is that a lot of Blizzard employees are like Activision's taking more control over what's going on.
0: And that's I not think good. they're they're
1: going to want to keep that stuff in place. Now, that said, they are launching WoW Classic soon. Right. So maybe Maybe they will, like, push off some of that stuff, or maybe they'll make it optional. I don't know. We'll see. Right. But I, ex- I expect that they'll want to keep monetizing those level boosts, because it's like, it's something $60, I think, to buy a level 110 boost. Damn. Like, it's insane how expensive it is. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, speaking of Bungie, though, the other game that I've played this week is Destiny 2.
0: And how's that
2: good enough it to is. play during the podcast it
1: is yeah
0: it is a lot more fun than I thought it would be um i, I played i've been, it, I played it for like two weeks and I didn't have that much fun with it i I've been uh
1: listening to the uh giant bomb game of the year stuff uh over the past couple of weeks while I'm driving back and forth to work and they they got to where they were talking about Destiny 2. And apparently, with the f- uh, Forsaken um, DLC, the, yeah, the, the Forsaken expansion DLC shit, they basically changed how almost everything in the game works, especially the loot, and made loot a lot more interesting and useful. Like, made it, it made the game basically what it probably should have been in the first place.
0: And tell, tell me if I'm I, wrong. I can, tell me if tell me if I'm wrong real quick. That's what happened with Destiny One, right? It came out, it was shit, and then the DLC made it better.
1: Uh yeah, the Taken King basically revamped everything about the game. Oh, okay. Um and that was that was that was actually, funnily enough, like the, the one big expansion after the two DLC packs. Yeah. That, and it was that was the exact same thing that happened here in Destiny 2. They released the two regular DLC packs and then released Forsaken, which just revamped everything about the game. And so yeah, so I, next... I never played it when it when it um initially came out, Destiny 2, that is. I did. I got it I got it when it was free. Right. But I didn't I didn't actually play it. I was just like, well, just in case, I'll get it while it's free. But I'm not gonna play it because fuck Activision. Right, right. And I was motivated more to pick it up once we talked about how Bungie is leaving Activision. I was like, all right, if, if Destiny is going to get good, it's going to be while this is happening, like after this is all over. So I'll go ahead and get into it now. And yeah, combining that with what Giant Palm was talking about with Forsaken like changing a lot of stuff it seems to have made a pretty fun game because i'm I'm having a genuinely pretty good time with it. It just it feels feels good like uh like a bungee shooter should and i don't I don't feel like um I don't feel like I'm doing really tedious shit yeah. like even in the first game with the story the quote unquote story content, it all felt very like cheap. And, and poorly put together, and here it feels like a genuine campaign setup with also some side quest stuff going on. Like yeah. everything about it just feels a lot better.
0: Yeah, that's good. Well, let me that's know if good. you
2: want to end up playing with somebody. Uh, my buddies who were crazy on Destiny two like a few months ago, they definitely say that rating with a party of three is the way to do it.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. I... If I if I get to that point again, I'm going to need people. <laughs> I, I, might. I uh I tried I to do up. raiding back in the first game, and oof.
0: Yeah, it's I'll, uh, I'll it's reach difficult. out to you sometime. We'll play. Okay. Uh, Connor, the Cyberpunk Monk, Besh, where can we find you, and what games have you played?
2: You find me at Twitter, at cyberpunk, underscore monk. If you go there, I got something about the podcast in my profile. I have been playing, not much, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which re- I think I mentioned this last week. All of that's doing is making me want to play Breath of the Wild again. And Why? Then, they're basically the same game, except oh. Breath of the Wild's a lot more fun. Um, it's a lot less bogged down. With oh, Okay, so um, for an example, I was playing the main mission. I found some pirate lady. I'm like, hey, I'm looking for my mother. And she's like, yeah, if you want to continue with the story, you're going to have to give me like 150,000 gold. And I'm like, well, shit, I guess I'm going to go farm shit until I have gold for that so I can continue the story. Yeah. This wasn't a problem that um, Assassin's Creed Origins had, so I'm sort of, you know, that left me raising an eyebrow at it. I'm hoping I don't encounter more shenanigans like this. It, just,
0: arti- it just artificially extends the length of the game, basically. I
2: get what, exactly. I get what they were doing. They're saying, hey, the big-ass world you made, go do side missions and check shit out, but I don't want to. Yeah. I just want to get on with it.
0: So, is that all you played, really? Oh, Overwatch. You played Overwatch.
2: Yeah, we played some Overwatch. Um, yeah. Other than that, it's been playing like D and D and stuff like that.
0: Right, and nobody wants to hear about that. Who likes D and D or Pathfinder or? Um, if you do, you Dragon can check Strike,
2: Role Mongers podcasts. Um, Reeton and I do Rise of the Rune Lords, a Clinton's Core Classic podcast. We're doing an actual play. Yeah, a lot of fun. I think it's we're fun. hilarious.
0: I think that we are good. I am playing right now. I played Overwatch this week, but I also played dot hack GU Volume Three Redemption and I beat that this week. And then I also beat Dot Hack GU Volume Four Reconnection. And I actually beat the game, uh, Volume three on Thursday night. And I was like, Yeah, I beat the game. And on Friday I was like, Okay, I got a couple more things to just That I just got to run through, like a dungeon I got to run through. And then that should take like an hour. And then I got to do a couple other side quests. Once I'm done with all those, then I'll beat Reconnection. And so I get in, and the dungeon is 100 floors. And so it took me like four hours to beat the dungeon on, on episode three. And then I had to play two and a half hours of reconnection before I was finally done with the game but I did it I've beaten all of the dot hack games released in the United States There are some dot hack games that are released in Japan that I have not beat yet but I might I might pick them up but the the problem is that they're um what's the word when they're not English and they're, uh, they're not translated They're not English yeah, they're not translated. So, I don't think I'll be able to play them, but there is a dot hack movie in Japan and that I might end up picking up because in the movie they have a PlayStation 3 disc that's a dot hack fighting game. So, I I have to get that cuz I think that would be it's really weird sp- how that keeps happening. They yeah, they make fighting games out of RPGs. Yeah. I mean, I guess they have different characters with different abilities, so why not? Right. I, I mean, guess but... that's a
1: way of looking at it.
0: Persona did it. Dot hack yeah. did it. Now, from what I understand, the dot hack one is pretty shallow because it was a tie-in with the movie. So it was it with, made with uh,
1: Final Fantasy VII too?
0: Oh yeah, did they?
1: yeah well it was a it was an unrelated fighting game that uh somehow they convinced
2: uh, squeenix to like it. was it um i don't remember the name of it but it had cloud and tifa
0: yeah it, it had a really
2: the... weird fucking name
0: oh yeah star wars battle of terra Kasi or whatever right no, yes that's, that's not the one that's not the one it's not really uh... yes it was a star wars game with <laughs> final fantasy characters Yes, people called
2: oh. it the most ambitious crossover mention. in history.
0: They they call it Kingdom Hearts. That's what they're calling it, right?
2: No, we're talking about a good
0: fighting game. Oh, get out of my house! Well, you know, the, I am buying this st- this Friday. I st- oh, it comes out this Friday. Yeah. Oh, I might have to get that. Mmm. I'm gonna try to beat Pokemon. If I beat Pokemon <laughs> next week, then I will. I will get. Uh, the will kingdom hearts next friday if i beat pokemon. pokemon nerd i i'm trying to beat actually beat games that i buy okay that's my goal this yeah. year i've beaten uh dot hacks volume two three and four all within the last like three weeks so i think i'm doing pretty okay so far um let's let's move on to some stories and the first story we're going to talk about, it's not the first one on the list because uh, I don't do that, but Impact Wrestling. We're going to talk about wrestling, baby. Who here watches Impact Wrestling? I don't even watch Impact Wrestling.
1: So, uh, my my wife, uh, I told her about this, and uh, she was like, oh, no. And I was like, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. Impact is basically just a rebranding of TNA, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's what it is. That's why that's why her reaction was that.
0: Well, so so here's the deal. Uh and and this might be I haven't watched it in a while, but from what I understand, Dixie Carter owned TNA. Uh well actually the Panda Energy owned TNA. And then Panda Energy has sold it and the new company is really trying to get away from what TNA used to be because it used to be when Dixie Carter was there we're going to bring in top like we're going to bring in like Hulk Hogan and you know all these big names and they're going to make our our brand great and so what they're doing now with Impact is they're bringing in newer talent to try to build up the brand without trying to rely on older names and from what i understand it's a lot better than it used to be with the with the new management,
1: I imagine that's why they've decided to rebrand it like they have.
0: Right, and, well, and TNA just has a bad connotation to it. Like, yeah, like I understand what the the, the whole name; they was supposed to be total nonstop action wrestling. But TNA, come on, you you know what that means. I know what it means, and um, they, total nonstop action. Yes, total nonstop action, exactly. So, what... I don't know how co-streaming works on Twitch. Can you explain how co-streaming works on Twitch, Aroa? Is it the same as on Mixer?
1: Pretty much, yeah. You just... So, you, you, it's kind of like um, hosting, but your stream doesn't disappear. So, right. their stream also shows up on your stream, and you're just both on screen at the same time.
0: Honestly... Okay, so it is the same thing. So, what...
1: Yeah, so so what's going on here, what the story is is that you're you're going to be allowed to co-stream TNA or rather Impact on Fridays and do your own like live commentary and all that, which I don't know how that's going to work considering the lag associated with Twitch and you're going to have to be watching Impact's Twitch stream at the same time. But anyway, barring that um, it would be a lot better
0: if it were on a different site that had zero delay. Yes. Uh, yeah. But but besides that. Stop um, playing. Stop. I can hear you clicking your keyboard. Oh, you can hear my keyboard? I can hear right. you clicking your keyboard. Okay. Uh,
1: so aside from that, though, um, this is basically just one big marketing push wait, wait, from wait, wait, Impact. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. This is different. This is, is it different? Yeah, so it says here: How to co-stream on OBS. In OBS, you go to Sources, select Browser Source, and a new screen will appear. In the URL, add the URL for the Twitch stream you'd like to co-stream. Twitch.tv. Oh my Impact god! Wrestling. So
1: it's it, so it's it's worse. Why? Why is that? Because you have to manually do it. That's all it is. It's just manually having you pick the ingest stream from twitch for, well, the, for the one that you're trying to co-stream
0: well right but here's the thing though you'll be able to watch it and comment on it at the do commentary on it at the same time there's not going to be that delay because it's in your it's going to be in your obs window
1: it's going to be in your obs window but you're still okay i see what you're saying yeah the...
0: all right yeah, so the audio is going to sync up with the with the video, so that's not yeah, bad.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's going to sync up for you specifically, but like yeah. that you'd be better off just watching the actual Twitch stream. Um, all right, so I guess that's how they're getting around the the delay thing. Yeah, but in any case, all this really is is just Impact trying to get people to show that Impact exists.
0: Yeah, that and- that's really
1: what it comes down to. It's.
0: I still like, think it's neat that they're allowing you to do this and provide your yeah, own commentary. Yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, and I will be doing that next Friday, actually, at uh, what time is it? Uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time. You're cool with that, right, Aroa?
1: 9 o'clock at fucking night, really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. God. 7 my time. I don't... I'm Weird. not actually going to do that. I wonder... I wonder what would happen if I did it on Mixer. I wonder how fast I would be banned. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it doesn't it's twitch.tv forward slash impact wrestling forward slash embed. I could link that in my exploit and go to mixer with it. Yeah. I mean all it
1: is all it is is just embedding the fucking Twitch stream.
0: I wonder that's I wonder if they doing. would because it's it's in twitch and they say you can do it on twitch
2: oh yeah that yeah. are they saying that you could stream on twitch or are they just saying yeah you could rebroadcast our stuff you know they
1: uh, they're, they're saying you can you can do it on twitch
0: yeah and well they and, and they they also say in it is that uh all we ask is that you delete the vod afterwards yeah so
1: so i mean as long as nobody saw it while it was happening they couldn't do anything about it
0: mm-hmm. i, I I might actually tweet them and ask them if I could do it on Mixer instead of Twitch. They'll probably be like, no! I mean, yeah, probably, but I'll still... I'm going to ask them. I'm going to see if they'll allow me to do that. That would be neat.
2: They can just be like, well, you said I couldn't, but as you can see on my stream, it's working just fine.
0: Yeah. So, I just think that's neat. I think that other people, like... Or if, if other sports organizations did something like this. I mean, Twitch or uh, Impact is free anyway. Like they're airing it on Twitch. So I wish that other organizations would do something like that because that, that would be pretty neat. At least get their name out there. And let's move on to Gearbox. More Gearbox stuff. This is a continuation from a story last week. Uh, do you want to do a brief? getting worse and worse. Yeah, do you want to do a brief recap of that story, Aroa?
1: Um, basically, so Randy Pitchford, uh, CEO of Gearbox, is a really fucked up little horn dog, and uh, allegedly, like, had a flash drive full of questionable pornographic content, which
0: magic tricks. According he, had to him, a, he had a flash drive full of magic tricks.
1: According to him, um it was a legal uh woman uh doing a doing a webcam porn show. Uh but he only had the video not, not because of the porn, but because uh she was spraying l- liquid out of her vaginal orifice, uh and he said that it was a, a very convincing magic trick. And he wanted to know how she did
2: it. I'm sure and... he spent hour after okay. hour studying that footage, trying to find and... out how it was done.
0: Me too. And so, so... There, there was all that.
1: And uh, like, just, just basically, we're, we're finding out even more to prove that Randy Pitchford is a fucking asshole.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. From what I understand, he definitely, definitely is. So Ars Technica is reporting that. He his former lawyer, who apparently the lawyer played Claptrap, is that what happened?
1: No, they I... uh no the the person who played Claptrap
0: was an ex-vice president of Gearbox. Oh, I'm sorry. So the lawyer, uh Randy Pitchford, apparently uh made fun of him with slurs, which what type of slurs do they have for Christianity? Like Bible thumper, that one. Jesus like, freak. Jesus freak. Like I feel like, like if we were to
2: ask Christians, they would have a lot more answers to this. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I used to be Christian like twenty years ago, so you would think that I would have something, but I got nothing. And I, mean,
1: I, I greatly dislike Christianity, but I don't really use slurs to refer to it.
0: Yeah. They're just Christians. Usually,
1: just say fucking Christians.
0: Yeah. So it says here the there's a. The complete text of calendar's October statement includes details not found in either lawsuit. And it says, during my employment with Gearbox, I have been uh, subjected to unfair standards and expectations based on my religion. Uh, Randy Pitchford would constantly harass me based on my religious views. He would state that my religious beliefs are retarded (laughs) and indicative of a broken brain. He would, I mean,
1: to be fair to Randy Pitchford, he's not wrong.
0: He would often visit my office with gifts ridiculing Christianity. Uh, he reported to HR and no disciplinary or corrective actions were taken. After reporting the harassment to HR department, it appears that his harassment became more severe. After I noticed that the respondent, uh, After I notified the respondent that I could no longer tolerate the persistent, hostile work environment and wanted to commence with exit negotiations, he immediately notified other employees that he was accepting my resignation, which was non-existent. But he he said he was resigning. I was immediately restricted from Gearbox email account, personnel well, resources. That's fine. Like that... he, didn't, he didn't say that
1: he was resigning. He said he wanted to engage in exit negotiations. That's a very different thing.
0: That's true, and I understand that. But at this point, and based on where they're at, I think that the way that he was terminated, unless there was something in his contract that is...
1: Terminated is different from resigning.
0: Well, yes, but it's it's saying here. So he came up. He was it's, like, "I want to work on." No, no, no. Let basically, me, it's, me, it's, it's libel. Remner. So this, what he he's not saying that he was terminated. He the guy was saying, "I want to do exit negotiations," and then Pitchford was like, "Okay, you're resigning." And what I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying where he's at. He they're in Texas. And Texas is very, very pro-business. So I expect that what's hap- what happened is kind of what happens at um, Consumer Cellular. If you go up to your boss at Consumer Cellular and say, hey, I want to put in my two-week notice, they will walk you out the door immediately.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's one thing, but that's different from resigning. That, that is a very different situation.
0: But that's but what, they didn't find Randy you.
1: Pitchford, right, but they did, or at least that that like. So, Randy basically put the words in this lawyer's mouth that he was resigning when that isn't actually what he said. Yeah, he said he wanted to discuss what getting the terms out, yeah. of his resignation would be. Yeah, and, and th- like he, the dude, the dude's the lawyer, so he's gonna be real particular about that shit. Yeah. Uh
0: but again I'm just I I understand where, I understand the at.
1: idea. I understand where... the idea that that Randy would basically take that as a sign that oh so you're gone. Yeah. Like I and I I get cutting him out of like internal communications and all that. Like that makes complete sense. But literally saying uh, this guy is resigning that's whenever that's just blatantly not true. That
0: right, that is a lie. And of course, they're gonna have to prove that that happened in court. Like You're gonna have to prove that he went around and said that. Mm-hmm. So, which it
1: probably went out in a in a mass email.
0: Yeah, if there's an email, then he's sc- then Randy Pitchford is screwed.
2: Honestly, between this and last week's discussions, I have a feeling Randy's pretty screwed. Just in general,
0: I, I have a feeling that he's just not a good person. Uh, the last thing I want to say is that, uh, there's a quote here saying out outside the workplace, Pitchford, uh, began to shun calendar from various events and opportunities while using his Twitter handle handle Duval magic to publicly showcase a false image of love and tolerance behind Gearbox's closed doors. However, Pitchford wielded vile bigotry against calendar and charitable causes about which he cared um pitchford's public statements about religions are few and far between in april 2017 pitchford replied to a picture of a hotel uh gideon bible on twitter saying it's fun just to toss it into the hall with a towel or something like what you would do with dirty lawn uh dirty room service dishes two years before that he used twitter to alert a colleague about their appearance on reddit's atheism subsite But the vague, confusing tweet may be joking reference to another thread that has been since deleted. Uh, And apparently that tweet poked fun at atheists, so the tweet may not be indicative of Pitchford's religious views. So, apparently Pitchford's kind of an asshole. I think that's what, what we get out of all this.
2: It sounds like he just uses people for his comedy like as a means to an end. So, yeah, it's pretty scummy behavior.
0: It really is. It really is. Now I, I agree with that, yeah. I mean, I make fun of my friends and stuff, but like And then we at, just stop being your friends. It's it's exactly, the cycle of life. Is is exactly. But like at work, I just try to keep everything calm, collected. Um, you know, I had somebody come up to me, like some guy was there working and stuff, and he's like, I really couldn't stand Obama. He he de uh de elevated talks with, or, like, uh, race relations, he 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 made those go back, like, 50 years. And I was like, how? How? And he was like, well, like, they would have those marches, and Obama would put people in trucks to go to those marches. And I was just like...
2: Do you have evidence of that?
0: No, I was just like, all right, man, uh, can you just fix the machine that you're working on? That'd be great. So... I was just like that's not something that happens. Let's move on and let's talk about some new technology. Are you guys excited about PCI 4.0, PCIe
1: 4.0? I mean it's it's a thing. Seems pretty pretty nifty. It doesn't
0: win. matter. PCI 5 5.0 is coming out at the end of the year.
1: Oh shit. I can't <laughs> wait for hardware that supports it in 2021
2: yeah
0: yeah so apparently it's uh, at the at the end of it it says that um that p c i five p c i e five point will come out at the end of the year and be in high end uh server platforms so it'll be only mainly for servers so
1: well for now but in you know in literally twenty twenty one I'm so, sure that there will at least be like enthusiast devices yeah. that support it
0: so p c i e one two and three <laughs> each had two year cycles, so uh you know, in like i think what two thousand and eight I don't know, remember when p c i e came out, but it was I don't like, fucking know. yeah, it was like two thousand and six and then two thousand eight and then two thousand ten, and then ever since then. I don't know if that's exact timeline. I think it's been, I think it's about been about seven years for PCIe 3.0, and so the PCIe 4.0 took seven years to develop, and now PCIe 5.0 is coming out at the end of this year. So the only things that are supporting
2: PCIe 4.0.
0: Yes, invest in it. Buy the new Ryzen chipsets. Honestly, PCI 4.0, PCIe 4.0 is going to be really good. And even right now, graphics cards for consumers aren't really utilizing the bandwidth of even PCIe 3.0. So PCIe 5- 4.0 is going to be overkill and 5.0 is going to be a way overkill unless there's a huge leap in technology uh, within the next couple of years. Sure, very well might be. There might be. I mean, especially with ray tracing, and maybe they'll be able to utilize that. Where's my graphene? Yeah, where's my graphene? So, it says here in the the article from Ars Technica, or TechSpot, I apologize, uh, PCIe 4.0 will solve some key problems, not with bandwidth, but rather with how many lanes are assigned. With GPUs needing 16 and NVMe drives needing four, the twenty to twenty four uh PCIe lanes consumer motherboards currently have are quickly being saturated. PCIe four point could double the bandwidth or have the lanes required for each device. So instead of having needing twenty lanes I'm sorry, sixteen lanes for GPUs, they could only have eight lanes for the GPU oh, and so it that's would make it
1: really, really good for single board computers.
0: It really is. Because really
1: is. that that is a major thing with them it is uh you can you can actually connect and we talked about this a while back with the with the latte panda or whatever.
0: Oh man that's you, awesome.
1: you can connect a full size GPU to them. You know you gotta use external power. Yeah. But you can do it but it's limited to what like four PCI Express lanes?
0: Is that think, is that it? I have no idea.
1: I th- I think it's I think they only have four because it's it's like an M two slot that you're converting to a PCI Express. Oh, and slot. that would
0: explain it. That would explain it because they say that NVMe drives use four lanes.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it 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 uh, that would be really significant because you essentially or at least theoretically be doubling the performance of full size PCI Express cards on single board computers. Which like the the one thing that single board computers can't fit on them is graphics hardware. and yeah, you could probably put together a machine that's even smaller than the mini i t x form
0: factor you know I'm really surprised it be really promising I'm really surprised that they haven't come out with a single board computer that uses Vega graphics, like the compute units or whatever I'm yeah. I'm honestly like I'm honestly surprised they haven't made a like a an equivalent, not like a 2200 G, but something that's similar to the 2200 G and put it on a single board computer.
1: I, I am kind of surprised that there doesn't seem to be anybody trying to make like miniature gaming PCs that yeah. use full size graphics hardware, but just have a like a some kind of novel cooling solution. So that it still it stays in that small form factor. Well, oh, you
0: know those um those PCIe or PCI um, enclosures that they have. Yeah, like and you come and you can run Thunderbolt to it. Why not just mm-hmm. make that into a PC?
1: Yeah, I mean you could you could put uh you could put like an Intel NUC or something in there. I'm sure it would it would work wonderfully.
0: Yeah, cuz it's just it's not even that those things aren't even that big. That'd be pretty neat. Eh. I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll come out with something at some point. Oh, and and
1: like uh Dell Dell is doing something really impressive surprisingly. Um they showed off a laptop at CES that has a full-size desktop both uh CPU and GPU in not much bigger than most ultrabook form factor.
0: Yeah, I've seen that, and so, they're hella hella expensive.
1: Oh yeah, of course. But it's supposed to be a a true workstation replacement. Which,
0: if it if it does
1: manage to do that, you know, sweet. And not yeah. not to mention, like you can upgrade it, which is really impressive for being a laptop.
0: Yeah. So. But
1: the... it, it shows it. Companies are definitely looking at that as a thing.
0: So here's another really cool thing about PCIe 4.0, not 5.0, but 4.0, is that they're testing NVMe and SSD drive speeds on PCIe 4.0. And they were able to get a 4.1 gigabytes per second read and 4.3 gigabyte per second writes. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's really good. It's really, really. F- if you don't know what that means, that means it's really, really fast.
2: Yeah, that's that's reading and writing a lot of data
0: really, really quickly. Um, company have suggested literally
1: that... an entire DVD in a second. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, companies have suggested that PCIe four storage will launch the same time as Ryzen three thousand, but nothing has been confirmed. AMD has already released a PCIe 4.0 graphics card for deep learning would suggest that the upcoming Navi GPUs might support it too. I really hope Navi's good. I really do. I hope that they're able to take a bite out of Nvidia, especially I'm with just excited for all the training.
1: memes that'll come up from the name Navi.
0: Hey, listen. Yeah. Hey. Yep. <laughs> um so PCIe 5.0 specifications are Currently in 0.9, which means that they're pretty much
2: Sub-release, basically, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Other than increasing transfer rates to 32 gigatransfers per second, a.k.a. 63 gigabytes per second, PCIe 5.0 just refined some light electrical standards and continues with a 128 to 130B encoding from 3.0. Uh yeah, so I'm excited of the future of PCIe 4.0. I, I mean, even with PCIe 4.0 and not 5.0, everything's going to get better, hopefully. Not graphics cards so much, but... Well, eventually, uh, though. Yeah, SSDs and stuff are are going to be even quicker than they are now, which is amazing.
2: The logical next step from here is you get a graphics card that could, A, be powerful enough to render that much data in a second, e pass that off data to uh, pass off that much data to a processor that can handle that much computation per second video yeah. games and like ai are going to be fucking awesome in the future it will be it will and be great when i say yeah. the future i mean like 2019
1: assuming yes. that you know our existence maintains that long and we don't destroy the planet in the process yeah, i'm we, voting for there.
0: that one we're getting there don't worry about it uh i'm sure you've seen uh, everything that's happening in the United States right now. So, and I think France is on fire or something. Whatever. Yeah, so, I heard something about that. A, uh, a wasp
2: or a yellow jacket problem or something like that. Apparently some people put up some guillotines.
0: <laughs> so. Mm, something about cake. So let's go right, back in right. time. Let's go back in time a little bit. And does anybody remember the Motorola Razor?
2: Yeah. It's like yeah, the popular cell phone ever, second to the iPhone, isn't it?
0: Yeah, like it yeah. sold gangbusters back in 2004. I had one. I and, remember uh, being I never, in like junior away.
2: high school and everyone had one. That was the phone to have.
0: I remember I it so being jealous. terrible. It was awful. I'm sorry. I tried to use the Razer. It was a terrible cell phone. But it was cheap and it looked it's thin s- as hell
1: and looked badass.
0: Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It had, uh, I remember my friend showed off that it had a selfie camera on his. So oh, he oh, was oh. very, ex- he was taking pictures, and I'm like, oh man, that 0.2 megapixel you got there, that's great.
2: You could count the pixels,
0: like, you could in less than an hour. So introduced in 2004, the Razer V3. Uh was the fir- one of the first handsets-, handsets to achieve pop culture icon and status symbol status in a similar way to the later released iPhone and the most popular Android ha- handsets. Just just Android 2, I guess, whatever. Um, this is from Ars Technica. The V3 sold more than 3 million units in its initial run. Several variants were released, including the Razer V3, which was one of the first phones to have Apple's iTunes built in, which is really... You wouldn't, you wouldn't see that anymore, like an Android phone or an off-brand phone with iTunes built into it.
2: No, they don't really play well together no more.
0: No. Uh, the brand has been revived a few times since, uh, since its initial run. In 2007, the Motorola Razer 2 was released. It wasn't as good. Or it didn't get the same amount of success. Two thousand and eleven saw the release of an Android smartphone called the Motorola Droid Razr. It fared okay. Well on the I,
1: I knew I knew I remembered something like that. I
0: remembered that too because uh, it, fared it well had, a,
1: hmm? had a nice back to it. Built it mix. did it made a Kevlar. Um,
0: and it wasn't. It didn't sell as much as the original Razor. After it didn't the sell iPhone, very well at all. So after the iPhone disrupted Motorola's place in the cell phone market the company was eventually acquired by google and then now then it was sold to lenovo which i was actually working at consumer cellular when that happened so they're releasing a new motorola razor and it looks it's it's foldable it looks like it's a foldable screen and yeah, that's it, it which is pretty cool Right? So is it
2: still it's... as thin as the original?
0: I don't think minute.
2: so. If you go to the pictures on the bottom, that's a lot of parts to cram into a cell. Those phone.
1: pictures on the bottom are of a Samsung phone.
0: What? Oh, those are a Samsung
1: phone. Why do I don't do think they...
2: that's a Lenovo phone.
1: That is the they oh, put yeah, the wrong pictures right. on the article. No, no, oh yeah, no! It says images. It says below Samsung. images of Samsung's folding phone. Yeah. What?
0: Why would you do yeah. that? <laughs>
2: Nathan, get Why? better articles.
0: Our ours yeah.
2: is no longer acceptable
0: apparently so okay here's the thing though what oh, i, like, I want to in talk case about you're having
1: trouble imagining what exactly this foldable concept might be like here's what we saw of a similar handset from samsung late last year just note that the patent filed by lenovo and motorola mobility in 2017 describes a clamshell form factor which would likely feature the same screen folding concept but in a different shape and orientation.
0: So it is a foldable phone. Good. It's also yeah. $1,500. Mm,
1: I, y- you know, what I would really prefer is mm. if they went the route of uh, the company that owns the Nokia brand and just released a new Razer that is li- like basically the same as the old Razer, just with more battery efficient hardware. Yeah. And maybe yeah, like four G connectivity, camera,
2: better screen, four G connectivity. You make it a modern phone.
1: Yeah, yeah. Put um, put uh, KaiOS on it.
0: Well, like remember, like they came out with a what was it? I think you alluded to it. The thirty three ten. They came out with that yeah. again, didn't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then uh, they they had uh, like like
1: KaiOS basically came around and is the OS for phones from India?
0: Yeah, cuz um, it's it's lightweight and it's it's it, a it's, lot easier to use. It's literally a fork of Firefox OS. We've we've spoken about it in the podcast before, but keep going.
1: Um so it it has features like Google Assistant and Google Maps. Um it's not actually like affiliated with Google, but uh, it's got that stuff. It, it can have an app store. Um, funnily enough, Consumer Cellular actually sells at least one KaiOS phone. However, it doesn't support the app store. It just has some basic functionality. But yeah, like like this is a thing that's kind of coming back as the concept of the feature phone. Because you can sell a fairly competent phone for about 100 bucks that doesn't run full Android. So it actually has decent battery life while still having functionality that people care about, like, you know, texting and
0: maps and even Google Assistant. So my my nephew actually might need one of those phones. We spoke about this before, um, because my nephew is 15. And if I was 15 and I had access to the internet when I was 15 on my handheld device... I would watch nothing but bad things online, on my phone. I mean,
1: yeah, when I, whenever I, uh, whenever I got, actually before I got a smartphone, I had a PSP, and I hacked it to put a uh, video streaming software on it, and uh, yeah, I watched porn on that thing in the bathroom all the time.
0: Yeah, exactly. So my nephew has a a flip phone because you know. It's his mom was like, "Here, he needs a, a smartphone," and I was like, "No." And <laughs> Why not? And then uh, she found stuff saved to his gallery, and she took it away.
1: He's he's. 15. I told, he's I told yeah, you that's
0: pretty okay. normal. Oh yeah, he
1: did tell us about that.
0: I told you about the ping pong balls. Yeah, right? yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. Well, well,
1: I don't know. I I have mixed feelings on on how that works, but. In any case, I do think that there's a definite place in the market for phones like that. Mm -hmm. And it seems like a really big missed opportunity for Motorola slash Lenovo to not try to go for that nostalgia factor in a way that actually makes sense instead of making a $1,500 foldable Android phone.
2: Yeah, the first and foremost, $1,500 is going to be what kills this whole project. Second, look at what Nintendo is doing with their classic problem. it's exactly what you just said. Nostalgia sells and it sells really well. Yep. Make a razor, make it modern, give it a 4G I mean, connection and a nice camera. You
1: could you could even do what LG did with uh it was a phone that I think was exclusively sold in Korea. It had a Snapdragon like 210, but it was a it was a flip phone that ran full on Android. I don't think that would sell nearly as well as something that had an OS designed for that purpose, but fuck, I bet it would make them money. Yeah, probably. So, especially if they still had the molds for the original cases for the Razer V3, like people buy the shit out of that.
2: Not like it'd be hard to make. No, I
0: I was going to say that you you said nostalgia sells, and I was going to say yeah, Super Smash Brothers just sold, and it's been the same game for twenty years. So, why don't you just
1: why don't you go go take my wife? And both of you just jump off of a fucking cliff. Alright? <laughs> I don't need both of you coming in here saying that Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is not a brand new game.
0: Alright? I mean... It's not.
1: It is very different from Smash 4, which is very different from Brawl, and is very, very different from Melee. I don't need your shit right now, okay?
0: Well... <laughs> Uh, you're wrong. That's the that's the nice part about this. You just just get the fuck out of here. Just, just get the fuck out of here. Well, I'm I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Just, just shut up. I've, shut up and go. Just I've, go. I still buy wrestling games all the time because that I'm doesn't make you any.
2: I, I mean, I I agree with no. Nathan on this one. Most of the most of the the motherfucking Super Smash Brothers games are the exact same game over and over.
1: They are they are incredibly similar. I'm not going to lie. It's... It, you're... Whenever, whenever you talk about the differences... Okay. Between, like, Smash 4 and Ultimate, you're splitting hairs almost as much as the Call of Duty crowd. I mean, I will freely admit that. Yeah. But, like, Melee is extremely different from Brawl. Like, Brawl added a lot of new things that just didn't exist... In melee, And melee,
2: which everyone wanted,
1: yeah. Well, in like uh, side side B specials, pretty sure those were added in brawl.
0: Yeah, like well, and and like most like let's look at Nintendo. Most of their games are very like Mario Kart. It's very similar to all the other Mario Karts, save for the first one, which was on the SNES. Yeah, everything from like. The whatever came
1: after Double Dash onward has all looked exactly the same.
0: Yeah, Um, and then Mario, like they still make Mario side-scrolling platformers. Yeah,
1: um, every every new Super Mario Brothers instance has been the same fucking thing. Uh, new Super Mario 3D World, or we're not new Super, but Super Mario 3D World. Yeah, it's basically just Super Mario 3D Land, but on the Wii U.
0: Yeah, and so, like, a lot of their games are very similar to the other Super games. Super Mario Odyssey use. is just Mario
1: 64.
0: Now, that's not to say they have zero innovation. Like, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, great game. Totally, diff- game. totally different than all of the other Legend of Zelda games. Um, the new Star Fox game was, was a lot different than uh, Star Fox Adventure. Yeah, uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, and then there Metroid, I mean, Star
1: like, Fox Adventure was so different, it was almost like it was a completely different game that they just slapped the Star Fox franchise on or something. You can't just reskin like
2: the antagonist and the reason you're there and then throw in a really shitty Arwing game that you like only play at the beginning of the game and one other time and call it fucking Star Fox. You can't just do that.
0: And then uh, Metroid, Met- Metroid Prime. Was way different than the other Metroids. Like they, they do have some innovation, but they do tend to fall back on, like with Mario Kart. Well and... It,
1: well, and and also you have to keep in mind that in those in the franchises where things do stay mostly the same, it's because like that's the identity of the franchise, right? You couldn't you couldn't do a Super Smash Brothers game that played like Poke tournament or something, like y- yeah. you can't do that. Well, and, you and, could. You could, but no no one would want that.
0: Isn't Pokin Tekken?
1: Isn't yeah. that yes. what that whole
0: thing is? Okay. That's why
1: it's called Pokin. Okay. Because it's the Tekken fighting engine and then they put Pokemon in it and added special moves.
0: Cool. Let's move on to our last story, which is gonna be very short. Uh it's a game that we've been playing, which we, we spoke about it a little bit. Overwatch will be getting the new Lunar Nooner Nooner? Uh, That's something Uh, a nooner is something completely different. Overwatch's next event is the Lunar New Year event for 2019. Oh my
1: god, I just realized that I did something really stupid!
0: I forgot
1: about the super wolf moon.
0: So, so it's oh, wait, no, it's tonight! It's tonight!
1: I thought today was Monday for a second. No, okay, it's tonight! Oh my god. All right, the fuck fate, are you talking fate about? Fate go? I don't mean to. I don't mean to interview interrupt. Except I mean do. To, you don't mean to interview me? I don't mean to interview you, uh, so I'm not. Um. So speaking of Lunar New Year tonight, Super Wolf Moon. What's happening? Or, sorry, Super Blood Wolf Moon.
0: Which is it, you lost it's,
1: me? So there's going to be a super moon. And a blood moon and wolf moon, all same night.
0: Mmm, okay, okay. So tonight, the moon in the sky is going to look funny.
1: So the moon is going to be really fucking big and red, and it's a full moon. Because, and, and for some reason, full moons in January are called wolf moons. I don't know why.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. But,
1: Yeah and it's gonna be the only lunar eclipse of twenty nineteen and it's gonna look badass as fuck and I'm gonna take
0: pictures of it with so, my so floppy disk camera. where's this gonna to... <laughs> he's gonna fucking do it too um where is this gonna be able to be seen?
1: um it should be pretty much everywhere in the at least in the continental United States to my knowledge okay. uh it's supposed to happen around twelve twelve which to me just makes it even more badass uh so,
0: yeah. That's really late, though. Yeah, it is. I have to be up in the morning to go to work, Aurora. You do? You don't have Martin
1: Luther King Day off? Nope. I don't. Oh, weird. I guess my no. company loves me.
0: Yeah, like uh, Roguish Bard, one of my friends, she was like, oh, yeah, uh, I get Monday off, so that'll be nice. And I'm like, I hate you. I want every day off.
1: I have Monday and Tuesday off because I turned 26 on Thursday and I wanted an extra day off.
0: Hey, just so you know, January 24th to February 18th is when the Overwatch is next event, Lunar New Year, takes place. <laughs> and it starts on your birthday.
2: They planned that. Oh, uh, they the did. Chinese, that is.
1: No, no, no. Last Thursday.
0: Oh, well, happy birthday. Thank Happy you. birthday, Aroa! Why didn't you tell us? We would have gotten you something from ReadAndEntertainment dot com.
1: I, I don't uh, like from the shop on ReadAndEntertainment dot com.
0: Uh, I would have, I would have made you a mouse pad and sent it to you.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, don't like thinking about getting older.
0: You are twenty six. Yeah, you're five I have five to pay years. for my insurance now. You're still five years younger than me, Aroa. Isn't that weird? Yes. Yes, it is. So, uh, Overwatch's next event, I'm trying to bring it back to this. Um, <laughs>
2: Sorry, I'm going to be a, a short story, you guys.
0: Yeah, it's it's Year of the Pig, so I'm really hoping for a new uh, Roadhog skin.
2: Roadhog skin? No, there's going to be one.
0: Oh, there's got to oh, yeah. be. Uh, it looks like they're, they're coming out with a new Reaper skin that looks like a samurai. If you look at that picture. Lu yeah. Boo Reaper. Is what it's called.
1: You you don't know who Lu Boo is? Nope. It's from Romance to the Three Kingdoms. He's oh, he's like okay, okay. one of the major fucking characters in every Dynasty Warriors game.
0: Yeah, I don't play those games. That's why. I
1: God don't like damn him. Loser. They are uh, bad games.
0: They're I, I bad heard games. You, you
1: get out. Dinosaur I, Warriors 9 was awful, but everyone was, before that was good.
0: I was going to say, I, I wanted to pick up the series at 9, but I tried it and it just didn't. It's it's a, a bad series, apparently. It is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've played some of them, and they're they're mindless fun for a while, and then I just get bored. Exactly. Um. So yeah, skins last year gave us a Genji skin, a Widowmaker skin, a Pharah skin, and a Mercy skin. So there's got to be a Roadhog skin. And if there's not a Roadhog skin, they're doing it wrong. And, it's here yeah. To there's
2: going to be a Roadhog skin.
0: Uh, and most likely they're going to give Ash skin, I would imagine.
2: Just because she's new, yeah.
0: She has no skins right now, so that's probably why I'm hoping.
1: Like, like, actually, none at all, or just the basic ones that she came with.
2: Yeah, she's um, she's Ed Gein inspired, which is why <laughs> she has no skin.
0: Yeah, she has no skin. Oh. Yes,
1: that's a pretty cool concept, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's you can weird. actually see the furniture that she's made out of in the in the assets.
0: Huh. That's a lie. That's a lie. Stop lying to him. A- no, that's is... true. Aroa is why very is ashy.
2: The the E stands for Ed Gein.
0: <laughs> so anyway that's that's pretty much our stories for this week and yeah we're all we're all done today we don't have any anything to do so i want to thank you guys for being here remember if you've listened all the way this far which i should have mentioned this, this at the beginning of the podcast but i'm stupid uh go to
2: it really is
0: go to readingentertainment.com uh to see all my stuff go to uh, iTunes or Spotify or wherever and type in retin and you'll be able to find my podcast. It should be under retin podcast. Just put in retin. You'll find it. And you can press subscribe, get all the podcasts downloaded to whatever device you choose. Uh, if you want to on like iTunes, you can leave a comment and say, this podcast is great. And give me a five out of five stars. That really does help improve the popularity of podcasts. It's getting more and more comments. So, thank you for being here, and I will see you guys next week. Will you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be in Japan until n- next month. So, next uh, week. Yep. Uh, i
1: see you guys next time.
0: On Rise of the Rune Lords. Goodbye.
1: (:rong.